0: Hey guys, it's Leo Stargazer. I'm here today with our astrological guide to the week. This is for the week of November 12th through November 18th, 2023. And this week is very consequential and maybe a little bit intense. So now I'll give a quick rundown of the week and a little summary of what I'm seeing. So after I go into a little bit more detail about the astrology that I'm seeing this week, We will be doing a tarot card reading in honor of that astrology. And the spread that I've chosen to do this week is in honor of the major arcana card, the sun. I really want vibrancy to be at the center. So that's the tarot reading we'll be doing a little bit later. Um, But first, the astrology. So this week is going to bring new and intense beginnings combined with a dreamy yet searing clarity. I really feel like the intentions we set to honor this week's new moon in Scorpio will be lit up by this Mars Kazemi on Friday. The intentions that we set for that new moon should be grounded with an insistence on liberation. And as we gain vibrant clarity through this Sun-Mars conjunction, we should take action on what we hear from deep inside. <laughs> Unique and intuitive, but also fiery and active passion are going to help us stay protected, but also intensely directional. They're also going to guide us towards activating our deepest and maybe really intense (laughs) desires and dreams. If all of that sounds like a lot, it's because it is. We cannot shrink from this moment or hide from it. So let's honor Mars and take action this week. Okay. So with all of that said, let's look at what the astrology looks like. Let's engage with what potentially each of these specific moments that I'm focusing on this week could bring for us. So like I mentioned, first we have a new moon in Scorpio. That new moon is going to be really, really close to an opposition of Uranus in Taurus. So like I said, this new moon in Scorpio is already going to be pretty intense. But then adding this opposition to Uranus brings in a new layer and a different dynamic, but also a certain type of intensity. This opposition isn't exact, but the sun and the moon will both make an opposition to Uranus around the time of the new moon, which is a conjunction between the moon and the sun. Our intentions that we set for this new moon, and we really should set intentions, need to be based around liberation. Like I said before, Uranus wants us to be free. Uranus wants us to be rebellious. Uranus wants us to be revolutionary. Uranus in Taurus wants to remind us of stability as well, but the stability that can be gained when we turn everything upside down or when everything is turned upside down for us. At least when we get a different kind of perspective and think about something in a unique way. Well, because this new moon in Scorpio is all about new beginnings, because this is the first new moon in Scorpio we've had in a little while that isn't an eclipse, we are really focusing on the ending of one era, but really the beginning of a new era for us. Since all of this is taking place in Scorpio, there is an element of super emotional intensity. And that's great. If we can combine that or use that as a guide towards some kind of liberation to unlock or at least intend to unlock some form of freedom for ourselves and then potentially for others, I think that's going to be really key. Depending on what Uranus has meant for you while it's been in Taurus, I think that's something that you should focus on. Look back and see what this transit has meant for you so far and use that to formulate a, an intention on this new moon in honor of this new moon. I keep harping on this intention setting because I think for the rest of the week, the importance of having locked into an intention will become clear when we have the sun and Mars making an opposition later in the week, giving us the Kazemi. But before that, they will make a trine. Each of those planets will make a trine to Neptune in Pisces. So while I am really focused on, of course, this new moon and this Kazemi, I do think that this trine with Neptune that the Sun and Mars will make brings us a sense of dreaminess, certainly, But an attachment to and an insistence on an engagement with the intuition. I think having Mars and the sun interact with Neptune in this way, especially Neptune and Pisces, right before they meet up, I think is really key. I think without this trying to Neptune, there may have been with this Mars, because he way too much fire, way too much aggression, um, and way too much passionate intensity um and sometimes that could be good too but we have this trying with neptune and i think again like similarly to how you were thinking about uranus and taurus for you i want you to really also think about what neptune and pisces has meant for you what house do you have in neptune what house do you have in taurus these are going to be really important things so certainly this week what house is scorpio in because all of this stuff so much of this stuff is rooted from and grounded in and based in scorpio We're also finishing up Scorpio season in a little bit. We have a little bit left, about a couple weeks-ish left of Scorpio season. So this is still a Scorpio moment and we really need to really focus on that part of our chart. However, or in light of that and in light of this trine to Neptune, after the sun and Mars make this trine to Neptune in Pisces, they will meet up and have a conjunction giving us the Mars Kazemi in Scorpio. So I wanna focus on that now. We made our intentions, we set our intentions for the new moon, great. We understood how that meant freedom through Uranus and Taurus, that's great. So then though, on Friday, we have this Sun and Mars conjunction, which gives us the Mars Kazemi that happens in Scorpio. That trine to Neptune happens that same day, so it is really, really important, And I want us to keep that in our minds. So we'll move that over here while we focus really intensely on this conjunction, just for now. I think that this Kazemi, this Mars Kazemi, like I said, in combination with this trine to Neptune is going to bring about some really deep, intuitive, almost mystical kind of stuff, except it's going to have this intense, searing, fiery clarity. This Mars Kazemi is going to provide us clarity. It's going to help us understand where we take action, how we take action. Once Mars moves through the sun, the clarity that it'll have will be really, really vibrant, but it'll also be almost scaldingly clear. Um, there will be no room, like I said earlier, to shrink away from this moment. There will be no escape. Uh, we will be fully in the flames, so to speak, of of clarity. and and I think that's why I mentioned that the intention that we set on this new moon is going to be so, so important. The directionality of that intention, how it comes to fruition, or at least how we begin and how the how we begin to manifest that intention. The clarity that this Kazemi will bring will be so essential, so crucial, and so vibrant that it could get a little intense. It's all in Scorpio, remember. (laughs) So because this week is so heavily weighted in Scorpio, I think the reason I'm focusing so much on these trines to Neptune is because I think this dreaminess, this water element coming in is going to be super important for balance. Remember last week, Venus entered Libra, bringing us a lot of beautiful, stable balance. So I think that, that you know, think about Venus and Libra a little bit here too, because we're going to need that. You're going to need some balance, and Neptune's certainly bringing that in to all of this really emotional, fiery intensity. And also don't forget that new moon was almost in an opposition to Uranus, meaning that the sun also made that opposition. So there's oppositions to Uranus. We just had Mars opposite Uranus last week, so we're really still dealing with some of that towards the beginning of this week. So there's a lot of really intense stuff about liberation and freeing yourself. And and with this new moon, setting intense emotional intentions and, and then bringing in Neptune's dreams. I mean, there is a lot happening. And then to have on Friday, this Mars Kazemi, there is this sense that all of these themes are so vibrant, so lit up, so full of intense passion that we need to make sure that we are looking inward as well. Maybe that will also be really intense. Maybe it's Neptune in Pisces combined with Mars and Scorpio. Maybe there's this idea that that is really intense. Even the inward look is really intense. But I do think that as long as we have a really solid intention set for the new moon in Scorpio, that whatever this Kazemi turns out to mean for us, and however it is connected to this trine to Neptune and to Uranus, I think that will be made a lot more clear if our intention is set solid. I also wanna to say too that I think that to set the intention at the beginning of the week, getting this moon at the, this new moon at the beginning of the week is so awesome because we really can use that to set these goals like I'm saying um, so that the clarity can be a lot more clear. Because when, the, when our intentions are clear and when we get super clear advice or guidance on some of these more intense, deeper things. We can manifest what we want to in a really profound way. And I think that there's a lot of profundity in all of this stuff. There's a lot of profound, there's a really profound nature to all of this. There's also, like I said, so much passion and such a call for action that I think it it can maybe get overwhelming. So let's remember to keep this balance that Venus in Libra is giving us because that is also going to be super, super crucial. It's going to be essential. The fact that we have Venus in Libra throughout all of this stuff, throughout all of this intense, emotional, really active, super passionate, vibrant, (laughs) deep dives and all of this. I mean, I'm laughing, but there there is so much this week. Balancing with Venus in a sign that she rules, using her and Libra, to help balance all of this Scorpio intensity, using Neptune's intuitive, mystical, dreamy water approach is also key. That may actually be the balance that Venus hints to. Regardless, we really, really need to utilize not only this fire and passion that this Mars Kazemi is going to bring, but Neptune's water and Libra's airiness, to understand passion from all perspectives, if we can do all of that. If we can combine all of those things. If we can also remember that Scorpio is a water sign too. So there is also the potentiality for a balance there. It's really intense water, but you know, it's still water. Um, The fact that we have this really fiery Kazemi in this water sign, Trine, Neptune in a water sign, I think is also really important. Regardless of all of that, we can get really deep into the weeds, really deep into the water. Um, But I think all in all, to bring back in this moon, to bring back in Uranus and Taurus. Just to wrap things up, if we look at all of the archetypes of the week, I think the really clear thing is, once again and finally, set your intentions on this new moon in the most intense, passionate way that you can. Deep and emotional. Let Mars and the sun's trying to Neptune remind you of your dreams, tap you into your deepest sense of self. Let the Mars Kazemi not only light up these intentions, but provide such a searing clarity, such a bright spotlight on your intentions, that there is no question of the direction you can take to liberate yourself with the help of Uranus and balance everything out with the beauty of Venus in Libra. Liberation, balance, Intense emotions, dreams, intuition, fire, and water all unite this week to help you set a goal for the future, to keep that goal clear and protected. It's intense. There's a lot happening this week, guys, but let's use this time and let's honor Mars by taking action this week, but use everything else to keep you balanced. I really hope you do. I hope that this new moon is regenerative for you. I hope that it helps you begin a new beginning. And I hope you set a really beautiful intention. I hope that this Kazemi at the end of the week is really active and vibrant and passionate for you. I hope it provides tons of clarity about how to manifest your new intentions. And I hope that you're able to keep a balance with all of this So that you can be as free as you possibly can be. I'm sending you tons of love. I'm sending you tons of vibrancy. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful, vibrant, exciting, passionate, deep week. I'll be right there with you. Okay, so with all of that in mind, let's get to our tarot reading. This week, I am really seeing a need for in a sense that we need to find out where we are most vibrant, how we can shine the brightest, basically how, where, and why our shine matters. So this week, I've chosen a spread inspired by the major arcana card, the sun. I think understanding our sun and how we use that where we use it why we use it all of those things how we can basically shine as brightly as we should for ourselves and radiate out to others i think this week is really going to call for that this week really needs that we all really need to understand the source of our radiance and so hopefully this spread can help us with that as i shuffle let's take a deep breath Let's focus on our inner sun. How that provides steady warmth for us, how we radiate out. Okay, and then let's draw our cards. Hopefully we get some clarity. The first position in the spread is abundance, and the card that I draw in abundance is the ace of cups reversed. Okay, the next card, we'll go over everything once I get all the cards laid out, but the next card is Sunlight. So, where do we find the source of our radiance? The card that I draw is the sun, reversed. Wow, very interesting. Getting the sun in a sun reading. Uh, let's just keep going though, so we can get so we can go over it before I get too far ahead. The next position is inner light so how we perceive where we're most radiant another reversed another reversed ace the ace of pentacles reversed okay (laughs) how do we shine outward outer radiance how do we shine out The Nine of Swords. Okay, finally, over here we have cloudiness. What is potentially blocking our sun? Maybe what's keeping our sun in reverse, perhaps. What do we need to fight through, or get through, or work through? in order to clear the clouds and make room for the sun or to get the sun upright, if that's how we interpret it. Let's draw the cloudiness card. The 10 of pentacles. Okay, this is a very interesting outcome I am always surprised and intrigued when a spread with relatively quote-unquote positive positions, things like inner light and outer radiance and things like that, when we get fairly difficult cards in positive positions, it can be a challenge to interpret and a challenge to understand. With a spread like the Major Arcana reading for the sun, like the one we just did, when we get cards that are a little more challenging, I think that it does two things. First, it reminds us that there's balance in everything and that that balance is really important. It also reminds us of the dynamism and nuance present in the tarot. And I find that fascinating. Um, without getting too much of the nitty gritty, I want to start with, the card we got in the abundance position. We got the Ace of Cups reversed. The Ace of Cups reversed is almost the opposite of abundance. Certainly it is the idea of the lack of creative flow, definitely the lack of, if not the lack of gifts from the universe, certainly the lack of accepting the gifts from the universe. So again, I think with a lot of these cards, there's the sense here that there's a little bit of a warning Again, I think that's another thing getting challenging cards in positive positions in the spreads. Um, You know, all of this is relative, but you know what I mean? I think there's this idea that sometimes we need to upright these cards or that sometimes they can serve as a warning or an impediment. In this spread, we have a cloudiness card. So there is this idea that this card is probably blocking most of what we're getting in the sun positions. So I do want to focus on that, and I want you to look at the Ten of Pentacles, and we'll get to the Ten of Pentacles to explain maybe why these cards are coming out the way they are. This also might say something before I go on. This might say something about how this week could be kind of challenging. There may be the perception that our sun can't shine as brightly, or we're the rays of our sunlight, or our vibrancy is being misperceived, or underappreciated even. Uh, but Ace of Cups in abundance. Reversed. I think it's showing that we aren't, we aren't accepting the gifts that are being offered to us. We aren't accepting the flow and the beauty and the emotional connection we can have to our own vibrancy. I think that's really what it's saying. I think there's maybe an abundance of that, or on the other hand, a lack of that. I mean, a lack of the positive version of that. More simply, we are lacking in the appreciation of abundant gifts especially emotional ones. In the next position, the position of sunlight, so where we can go to get access to more vibrancy, what lights us up from the inside the most, um, how we activate or take advantage of that sun, of our own radiance, we got the sun reversed. I allow for the major Arcana card that I am basing a spread on I I keep it in the deck because it's very consequential if it shows up in a reading and it did but it showed up in Reverse and I think that card especially at the top of the spread really speaks to the idea that we're a little upside down at the beginning of the week at least again I think a lot of it has to do with what's clouding us Um, but The sun is in reverse. The good thing about the sun in reverse is that it has all of the qualities of the sun upright, meaning celebration, victory, vibrancy, all the things this whole spread is based on, inner and outer radiance, abundance, all of that is still present. It's just locked, blocked. There's an obstacle in the way. There's clouds in the way of the sun. And I think that the sun showing up reversed in sunlight in particular, meaning where our source of our radiance comes from i think is really speaking to maybe a potential that, that that your son is blocked it's speaking to this idea that our suns are blocked our source of power our source of identity and radiance is blocked at the beginning of the week our inner light was the ace of pentacles also reversed the inner light position is a lot about what we value the most about ourselves what we love the most about ourselves how we Take advantage of our own shine and our own vibrancy and our best qualities. Well, we got the Ace of Pentacles reversed here, which is not great. (laughs) Um, It's challenging. I think, again, it really speaks. Getting two Aces in reverse in one in what's abundant and one in our self-perception, it shows that the essence of these two cards is upside down. In the cups position, it was this idea of water, this idea of creativity, emotional flow. With the pentacles reversed, it's the idea of the material, our resources, our sense of security. We got the ten of pentacles and cloudiness, so again, I think that has a lot to do with what's clouding it or what's reversing it. But here there's a sense with the ace reversed and inner light that we are unable to, at the beginning of the week at least, to connect to our Material world, our resources, and those spaces—the kind of everyday of it all—I think it showing up in inner light shows that, well, two things. It could show that where we usually shine is through our attachment to our resources. On the other hand, it could be in reverse here, still kind of a warning, but in a different way. That what we admire the most about ourselves, or maybe what we should, is our ability to step away. from an over-reliance on those resources. The Ace of Pentacles on its own, in reverse, could mean this idea of stepping out of those comfort zones. Um, And again, not to keep going back to it, but the Ten of Pentacles is hinting towards that too. We will get there. Um, Okay, finally, before we get to the cloudiness position, we have the outer radiance position. How we're shining out, what we shine out, how we outwardly radiate, how we send our vibrancy out into the world, and also how other people perceive our light or how they receive it. Um, We got the nine of swords. In terms of outer radiance, the nine of swords is complicated. (laughs) On the one hand, maybe the most literal or the most straightforward is that people are perceiving us as going through some tough stuff. The way that we're what we are projecting out is that we are struggling. What we are projecting out is that we're going through a difficult time, guys. We need to express that or we need to deal with it on our own. But regardless, people are perceiving that we are dealing with some kind of trauma. Maybe it's just even more simple than that, and it's just that we're kind of perceived as maybe dramatic. Maybe we're just giving out drama vibes. We're like, oh, we're so in it right now, and I can't deal with this right now, and it's too hard to get through, and I'm struggling. It could also be a little bit more positive than that, or not positive, but a little bit more edifying than that, meaning that, hey, I'm going through something right now, and I need support, and that that's what we're kind of radiating out, is this idea that it's like, hey, I'm going through this because I know I need to. I'm struggling with this. And as we project that idea, maybe part of that is because we want some support from that, or at least some space. Again though, because this is kind of complicated, to bring it back to more sim- to be a little bit more simple, the Nine of Swords in Outer Radiance is showing that we are dealing with something inside and that's showing on the outside. If it serves as kind of a warning like most of the other cards do, or if it's just blocked, And needs to be freed. It could be that this sense or our ability to deal with and confront strong emotions and the maturity that is represented by that, that possibly we could be radiating that outward. And That people may perceive us as going through it but that there is a sense maybe underneath something maybe clearing the clouds away will reveal the sense that or make it clear that what we're dealing with is important or that we are dealing with something is important going through the emotional stuff is important and maybe people are seeing that and sensing that they could be sensing it either as just overly dramatic or um, an indication to give you space or they could be perceiving it as oh wow that person's really dealing with their emotions appropriately and They're going through it, and I can tell, but that's strong and brave of them. And and maybe clearing the clouds will, will open up that perspective too. Speaking of the clouds, let's finally get to them. I've been hinting this whole spread about this card. The Ten of Pentacles showed up in the cloudiness position. What is clouding our sun? What's potentially keeping some of these cards in reverse? What's potentially the obstacle in front of us that we need to fight through and get over? How can we combine what we can learn from that to clear away the clouds, get access to the sun, get access to the sun card upright, in order to receive the gifts of the cup, receive the gifts of the pentacles, and understand this trauma position, this more difficult emotional journey? Well, in this position, we got the ten of pentacles. Ten of pentacles is an incredibly dynamic card. fortunately and unfortunately, doesn't give us a super solid answer because there are so many nuances to this card. And having this card show up as the clouds and, and, and how that affects it, I think, I think guides us in a more specific direction, but let's get down to specifics. The Ten of pentacles in certain cases can just mean stability. It can mean you are fully resourced and you are stable and you're going through your day-to-day and things are normal. If that's the case, as a cloud, as an obstacle, as a block to the sun, that could mean that you're over-focusing on the mundane stuff. You're over-focusing on resources. That's a potentiality. I think getting the Ace of Pentacles reversed hints that 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 is possible But again, on the other hand, also similar to the Ace of Pentacles reversed, there's this idea that what could be blocking us is either the need to escape the everyday for something big and beautiful, if not risky. It could also be that taking that risk, pushing yourself too far, could also be clouding it. I think, though, what's clouding the sun and potentially what could help you make that decision or make the sun more clear or get better access to it is figuring out where, when, and if you need to take a risk. Like I said, there's no solid answer with the 10 of pentacles in the clouds position, but there is an indication that with the whole spread that our sunlight is blocked and it's blocked by the 10 of pentacles in one way or the other. You need to this week, hopefully at the beginning of the week, you need to see what's holding you back from feeling creative. What's holding you back from feeling secure, secure in your resources, secure in yourself. What are you focusing on that feels negative to you? What kind of trauma are you dealing with right now? What kind of worries are you holding onto? Think about all of those things and then look at the space around you, look at the people around you and decide, is this stasis what lights me up inside? Can I shine as vibrantly as I want to from this position and am I radiating what I want to radiate? If the answer is yes, amazing. Then take advantage of your resources, find your overflowing fountain and your full beautiful cup and use that to unblock your sun Deal with the trauma you need to deal with from the comfort of the space you're in. And then with the sun upright in all of its glory, bask in the safety and security of the 10 of Pentacles. That's fabulous. That's beautiful. And that's absolutely appropriate to do if that's what you perceive when you go through all of those steps. If you go through all of those steps and you realize I need to get out this space, while it might be safe, is is not comfortable, I feel like I'm shining brighter than this space or that I need to shine from within in a place of maybe more freedom. Maybe you've been contemplating taking a risk and after you analyzed the sources of your inspiration, your intuition, and balance that out with how you perceive your security meaning you don't want to take a risk if you can't eat you don't want to take a risk if you if you think it'll make you feel too unsafe to get access to the sun this is all about getting access to the sun but if you judge all of that and you say i've gone through my trauma my cup is in reversed my resources are holding me back i need to be free and the sun upright is going to guide me there well then the ten of pentacles here could say maybe a risk or the idea of not taking one is what's blocking you. That you know you need to step out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's less of a maybe it's less risk taking than it is just you know you need to step out of your comfort zone. Which of those coins, which side of that coin you land on will really depend on how you see the aces here. The cloud that needs to be cleared for you is going to be informed by how you perceive what your intuition is telling you, certainly, but also how you feel inspired and secure. Inspiration and security. If you can understand the root of those things and where you want to journey next, where you want to shine your sun on next, how you want to shine out, once you know that, once you also understand what trauma you're dealing with and how you can get through that phase, I think you'll know whether or not you need to stay in your safe space and enjoy the pleasures of that contentment, or whether you need to step out and take some risks and, 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 and bring your sunlight to different areas, different spaces within you, different spaces outside of you. Someone else maybe needs to see your sun, or your sun is too valuable where it is now. Again, deciding that is going to be what helps you clear the clouds away and free your sun. Get your sun upright. Like I said, the Ten of Pentacles, because of its dynamism and its nuance, doesn't provide any super clear messaging here. But it absolutely says, in conjunction with how the rest of the cards showed up, we need to be introspective at the beginning of the week, figure out how inspiration and resources helps us shine, and then figure out if shining in our safe space or shining outside of our safe space is what we need to have access to the most sunshine we can get because that's what we deserve i hope we do that at the beginning of the week i hope you figure this out this is not a straightforward reading things were very complex dynamic and nuanced just like the ten of pentacles um but we got the sun in a reading about the sun in a week where i felt that vibrancy was key let's get this sun card upright by dealing with what we need to deal with at the beginning of the week, making the decisions we need to make, doing the introspection we need to do in order to shine as brightly as we can. You deserve it and other people deserve to experience your sunlight. They do. Comfort's amazing and can be the best choice. Stepping out of that could also be. You know best though. So trust yourself, trust your intuition and let's get the sun card upright. I really hope we do. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful. I hope you have a wonderful new moon. I hope you're able to start fresh with a beautiful intention. And I hope that you get a lot of clarity on how to manifest that intention once that kazimi happens. I will see you next week.